Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Engineer Dan. Surprise! Hey, guys. <laughs> so, we are being good little social distancers, and Lindsay is going to be on the show. Um, she and Engineer Brian are recording in their home studio, while Engineer Dan and I record in this home studio. And we're going to put it all together for you for a really dope episode. So, we are excited. And I'm thrilled. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> you sound I've, thrilled. I've, I've, I've always wanted to be a pussy. <laughs> I feel like it's in me to be a pussy. I'm going to do my best my best job to be. I, I, I think you'll do just fine. I, it, it's nice to have you on the mic and not just shouting in the background. I think people don't like my shouting, but it is what it is, guys. Yeah, fair it enough. Is what it is. I'll shout <laughs> Maybe occasionally I'll shout just for nostalgia. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, so... We're going to chat about a bunch of things today, uh, but before we get to topics, how are you all doing out there, listeners, pussies, with your social isolation? You better be home. If you are not home, we will find you, and we will send you home. Stay home, be healthy, be well, but, you know, that's hard. And I wanted to just have a little check-in with everyone, see, you know, what are you doing? What are you up to? You can always tag us on our Instagram you can send us a message uh, at 5C2PPod at Gmail or 5C2PPod on the old gram and let us know what you're doing. Send us photos of your cats. I know you're not doing anything else, so send us some selfies. Send us some cats. Let us know how it's going. I have taken this opportunity to uncover my garden, and my hyssop survived <laughs> and then thrived. It went, like, it didn't do the... the uh, sleep, creep, leap. It just went from planted to leap. Is that uncommon for hyssop to do? I have no idea. I didn't know what it was until I looked it up after it was already grown. Oh, well. So <laughs> I, I have no no idea, but it. I don't think it ever went to sleep over the winter, and it is thriving and spreading. So I may have some hyssop babies for sale. Gross. No, it's That's, great. <laughs> I don't know. Babies? I don't know. Selling, I don't know. Hissiplings? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's a survivable joke. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Isolation, guys. It's great. Well, the, the hyssop survived, and the sage, and the lavender, and all kinds of other great things. So I'm going to have so many awesome herbs to, to thrive this year, and I'm looking forward to them continuing to propagate and grow. Um, I also started some new seeds this uh, this week which may be a little ambitious, but I'm not doing anything else, so <laughs> might as well put some seeds in the ground. How ambitious are we talking? We got some, uh... it's, it's cuspy. So a lot of the things that I planted this week um, are all plant like a six to eight weeks before the last frost inside or direct so after the la like risk of last frost and technically here in Massachusetts we're not out of the risk of last frost until further like into April closer to May but it's been unseasonably warm this winter we haven't had a frost in a long time and I'm gonna chance it they're in their little plastic greenhouse and I've started some deer's tongue lettuce which likes cold weather anyway I've started some garlic chives, which apparently like cold weather. We'll see. They didn't grow at all last year, but I also didn't start them in the little greenhouse, so we'll see what happens. I also have some fresh sage and echinacea. I've never grown. I have an, I have an echinacea plant that was just already in 
uh, the yard, but I, I've never grown some. So I've got a whole tray. I'm fingers crossed they're going to grow. Great. And are you still doing the planting practice of putting things next to things that, you know, like don't put this next to your tomatoes and yada, yada? Oh, yeah. Companion planting. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm hoping to. I haven't decided where I'm going to put my full garden yet this year. These are all things that I'll either grow and then if I have too many, give away. Or I'm going to plant in the witch garden, which is pretty wild. Um, but when I actually get to planting some vegetables at a proper garden, then, yeah, I'm definitely going to companion plant because there are plants that do not grow well to each other uh, and it'll actually stop them from growing uh, because one will just take over roger that roger that uh bonus for us with a lot of wildflowers in our yard the bees oh man yeah so this is probably the best uh, thank you engineer dan <laughs> this is the best isolation update i have i'm going to preface it with i do my laundry by hand because i am too much of a chicken shit to go to the laundromat sensible yeah. Not chicken shit. <laughs> so I, I don't want to go to the laundromat right now, and I, I am doing my laundry by hand. So mm -hmm. that's um, great because it means I get to hang laundry on my clothesline, which I am very fortunate to have. And while I was hanging uh, laundry on the clothesline the other day, it's very quiet because there's very little traffic in our neighborhood. And I heard this weird, like, humming sound and thought, like, what the fuck is that? Like, got down off my little stool, looked around for it, and realized that all of the uh, glory of the snow, all the little purple flowers in my yard, were thriving and literally buzzing with bees. I stopped counting at 25. There was easily, if I had to estimate, there was easily 40 little mason honeybees, if I had to also guess at the type of bee. Because they were, they were definitely some sort of honeybee-like bee. I don't know my bees. <laughs> but <laughs> if you showed me a picture, I could pick it out and line up. <laughs> uh, but there was a ton of them, and it made me wonder if there's a hive nearby that I don't know about. Possibly, it's really important in this in the in these your early flowering, like specifically like dandelions, for instance. Most people would consider that a weed and want to pick it up and get rid right. of it and et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of bees like are coming out of hibernation right now, and those are pollinating flowers for them. So they really do need that. Uh, they need all these flowers that are wild in the area to exist rather than be plucked up and weeded out. If it's a flowering plant, leave it for the bees. I completely agree. Uh, Engineer Dan, secret talent is he knows a lot about bees. I love bees. <laughs> I love bees. Yeah, I was really, really excited. They were so, like, there were so many, and it was so quiet in the neighborhood that I could literally hear them humming. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. awesome. It was, yep. it was awesome. So, Ronnie, real quick, we, uh, we've, we, we've got a cat situation <laughs> that has evolved. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, we, you, it's been a, a couple weeks now. You've yeah, been working from home. Uh, I've been home with you. And the relationship with the cats in the house, for you specifically, has evolved Yeah. to a whole new level. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> it's I'm I'm torn daily now between this is amazing and I'm and I'm being smothered. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So the, the the war that's being waged in my house right now is between Kenway and Nimbus for my affection. Mm -hmm. They are both uh, pretty dominant male cats and they compete a lot. Friendly, friendly competition. But they like to be the best. They like to win and first one out of the room. Yes. First one to the food dish. Yes. When one jumps down off the bed to leave the room, the other one has to jump down and race to be the first one out the door. Yep. That kind of con. They wrestle, yep. but they it's it's they also snug next to each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I li- I literally caught Kenway giving Nimbus a bath the other day. Like, yeah, it's, it's very friendly competition, but it's older. Bro- it's like brothers that are like one year <laughs> apart, and now they're in junior high. <laughs> yeah, and so they're every now and again they'll throw a karate kick the other one's way just for funsies. Fair. But I I don't have that kind of brotherly relationship, but yeah, yeah <laughs> I yeah. believe you. Yeah, uh, I trust you. Yeah, trust me. All right, I I do I I do I do trust you. So what's happening now is Nimbus has become quite the snugger. Uh, he's always liked me best, I guess. Um, but a hundred percent. But now he like when Kenway is up on Dan's um, chest on the couch, Nimbus needs to be on the couch. He doesn't like to sit on people, but he Not likes a lap to be. Cat. He likes to be on the arm of the couch next to me. So he needs to be on the arm. He needs to be snugged. Um, but the aggressive snugging has come in bed. He has started a while ago, probably about two months ago, wanting to spoon with us, which is adorable. He spoons with me if there's room. If I don't leave him any room, then he spoons with Engineer Dan. He's a big-time snorer, guys. He's so loud. He is, He is like, Veronica oh joked God. about hooking up to some sort of a- kitty apnea machine kind of situation. And, I'm like, he, like, it's yuck, yuck, yuck. But he really is a... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to pull start the lawnmower for the first <laughs> mow of the season. He's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> And when he's not purring, like when he's not snoring, he's purring. He's always making noise. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. <laughs> but you've got a new situation where yeah. he's, it's getting aggressive. Yeah, he like he, he'll now he's not interested in head thumping the lamp next to the bed, which is what he used to want to be there for. Now he will like headbutt me to move over and pet him. And if Kenway is on the bed, he like has to be on the bed snuggling next to me. And he gets like aggressive. He does. He's a big cat. He's like a twelve pound, fifteen pound cat. And he'll like aggressively flop and thump over into me to spoon right next to me, especially if Kenway is on the bed. This morning, he was very sad. I was trying to get myself situated, drink a cup of coffee in bed, and he made um, he he made little biscuits on the chest at the foot of the bed, looking at me all sad. I moved over and was like, okay, buddy. And he like galloped across the bed to be next to me and like immediately lay down. He was there for like four hours. And yeah, I did. I spent four hours in bed this morning, but why not, man? Yeah. It's your Sunday. You're, yeah, you're actually, great. you're, you're still a nine to fiver. <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah. your weekends are still like, that's your day to yourself. I'm not. Fair. Every day is a Sunday to me. <laughs> I'm like a cure tune. I don't. It's a goth band. Uh, I know who the Cure is. I, I just don't know that reference. Let's maybe maybe it's a Smith song. Who knows? <laughs> regardless, regardless, Ronnie, I know that nobody loves talking about their cats more than the owner of the cat. Right, right, right. But I would love to hear some listener cat stories. I would genuinely, too. I would genuinely love to hear their stories and see their pictures. So uh, forgive me for not knowing our Instagram off the top of my head. But can we plug that one more time? Because yeah, I for engineered sure. in for me, please. Show me your cats doing weird shit. Because <laughs> I know they've started to do weird shit, guys. Your, cat, your cats are evolving along with you trying to devolve into your isolation state. And it's, it's causing some drama in the house. And I want to see it documented on the Instagram. Tag us, please, at 5C2PPod. Oh, man, that was seamless. We're good. That was seamless. What's li- <laughs> so do we do we discuss what Lindsay's going to be talking about today? No, we haven't. What's, so li- what's Lindsay doing over <laughs> elsewhere in the somewhere else in the city? Yeah, out Lin- there. Lindsay somewhere. and Engineer Brian are doing exactly what Veronica and Engineer Dan are doing, and what are they doing? Uh, so Lindsay, uh-huh. because it is April Fools, yes. has a history lesson for us. Oh, good. <laughs> We're going to talk about April Fools. And I- 
you know what bums me out is I really like to be in the room for Lindsay's history lessons me because too. they're really fun. <laughs> they're super fun, right. and I don't know that much about April Fool's. Um, she assures me that there are pagan ties to it, so I'm super excited about it. The one thing she did tell me, there is a story about two wieners being chopped off. Super duper. That's uh, <laughs> fucking fantastic. I'm so excited. <laughs> Why? Because it's fun. I'm locked in here with her, guys. It's fun. <laughs> it's not fun. That's not fun. <laughs> it's crazy and weird. Greek history is weird. So hey, some, yeah. some dudes have it coming. I agree. But <laughs> I don't like it just generally being fun. <laughs> So, uh, Lindsay is going to talk about April Fools. She also has a Robo Litter update for us. Of course, she does. Yeah, half litter, half machine, <laughs> all poops. <laughs> uh, so that's what Lindsay's covering today. Maybe there's a few other like tidbits in there. I have no idea because I don't have a lot of control over what Lindsay's going to record today. So, uh, not that I ever do, but there may be some other fun tidbits for us. Uh, we. Engineer yes, Dan and yes, I. Yes, I'm listening. We're going to talk about raspberries. Good, I like raspberries. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> we're going to we're going to do another herb. That's a fruit. Well, we're going to talk about raspberries, but also raspberry leaf. Okay, the leaves. Yes, that's weird. Yeah, no, why a, is that weird? I don't know. I just didn't figure there was much useful beyond the actual raspberry. No, I'm, I'm no. ready for oh, I'm ready for the education to wash over me. You can use the whole damn thing. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. And last but not least, we've got a brand new Pussy of the Week. Sweet. Yeah. I love that. So we got a whole episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> we got a I whole was, episode. I was wondering why we were here with mics on. <laughs> okay. So we've got, we've got the two of us apart recording with our engineers, and it's going to be awesome. All right. See you soon, witches. Welcome back to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Lindsay. I am here recording with Brian in a concrete basement with a metal roof. So it's a little weird and a little cold. And it's also a little sad to not be with Ronnie and Engineer Dan today, but we're trying to do our part in keeping everybody safe and healthy. So this is life right now. I do have some exciting news our litter robot finally arrived. Now, I got the litter robot because Mr. had decided that he really just wants to go to the bathroom in the sink, in the bathroom sink, which is not ideal. It is better than him going in, you know, other places like on my bed, for example, which he has done before. The training to get him to use the litter box is not going great. He has used it so far, and this has been a couple of weeks now since we, we received it. Uh, it's not going great. He's used it twice on his own so far. Once the morning after we got it, and the second time just this morning. The rest of the time, I know his, his like bathroom schedule, so the rest of the time I just like grab him, stick him in there, and then he's usually going, which is fine. It's, it's slow, but I think we're getting there. Pterodactyl is petrified of it, wants nothing to do with it. She's not the one I'm worried about anyway. She uses the regular litter box. It's fine, but I'm hoping that eventually we can get them 
both using just this one litter box that we don't have to scoop because it really is pretty cool like it works well if you can just get them to go in there um sort of in line with that i also ordered a bidet or like or rather a, a bidet attachment for the toilet because i don't know about how it is where you guys are but tp has been kind of hard to come by here in the boston area like I've only gone to the store a couple of times. This is like, I think we're in like two weeks of quarantine now. Two weeks of like barely leaving the house unless you absolutely need something. It's it's tough, man. I've been to a couple of places because I don't, well, I, I, get, I start getting skeeved out when I'm out in public for too long and I just want to go home. But it's been tough to come by. So I ordered a bidet attachment for the toilet. It's not supposed to ship until the end of April. But I think we have enough to hold us off for the next month. Hopefully, at least. Anyway, today's April Fool's Day. I bet you're wondering where April Fool's Day comes from. I've always wondered where it's come from. Um, the internet doesn't really do a great job of nailing it down. It's not perfect. None of us are. It's okay, internet. We forgive you. <laughs> it gives you um, a lot of different stories that you kind of have to piece together to make them cohesive. And it gives you a bunch of different options too. I've, I spent a little bit of time researching today and I picked out, you know, possibly what, what I consider to be the two most plausible explanations. And the first of that is that under the Julian calendar, New Year's Day fell around April 1st. The internet says March 25th, but it goes back and forth. Some people say April 1st. Most of it says March 25th. Who knows? Either way, that's when New Year's was. So in 1582, Pope Gregory switched it over to the Gregorian calendar. And if you guys listen to our leap day episode you heard me talking a lot about pope greg and julius caesar and how those ding-dongs just like took forever to get the calendar right so this is you know part of that was that 1582 julian calendar switched to gregorian calendar and when that switch was made new year's then fell on january 1st so word didn't really get around to people like they didn't have a telephone you could call them up on they didn't have like the internet i don't even think that they really had mail then so a lot of people didn't know and i think that a lot of people were were sort of you know not really wanting to change things i get that i'm stubborn too i don't like to change a lot of things either so when like April 1st would come around or March 25th or whenever it was, somewhere in between that, like eight days, um, some people would still be like, oh, it's New Year's, cool, let's have a party, let's celebrate, whatever. So people would send people on fool's errands on this day. They would like, they'd be like, oh, hey, check it out. 
I've got this like super cool invitation to this ultra posh party. You should go. And then they'd like give them this fake ass invitation and these people would fucking go. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. So April Fools, ha ha ha, you're a dum-dum, whatever. Uh, there's this other story too about how it, it, it kind of relates to this, uh, how April Fool's Day kind of relates to this ancient Roman festival called Hilaria, which celebrates uh, this Greek goddess Sibylle, who was the mother of the gods. Um, that day, Hilaria also falls on March 25th. And it's, it's a multi-day sort of celebration where it actually, like the first day starts on March 15th. And then you have like a few days of not doing anything. And then it starts back up again on March 22nd and then goes until the 28th. So it's multi-days, but the actual like Hilaria proper is on March 25th. So on this day, there would be all kinds of games and amusements, um, but there would be these like masquerades where people would dress up in disguise and they were allowed to imitate whomever they liked even magistrates. And this entire like celebration is said to relate to not just Sibylle, but the myth of Sibylle and Attis. And you all know how much I love a story or a good story. And these Greek stories are always like, there's always something pretty fucked up about them. So here's the story. Zeus was super into Sibylle, super into her. But she was like, no, nah, I'm good. I know, I'm, I'm all set with you. But Zeus was a real dick, real, real dick. He was one of those dicks who doesn't understand that no means no. And while she was asleep, he had a wank and then just like let loose all over her. I'm assuming it was on top of her because I, it was, she was sleeping. I don't think he penetrated. Maybe he did. I don't know. In the Greek myths, it seems like all you have to do is like touch somebody and they're pregnant. So doesn't really matter. Either way, she got pregnant and she gave birth to this hermaphroditic demon that she named Agdistus. And Agdistus was so strong and crazy and wild that the other gods were afraid of, of them. So what do the other gods do? Well, the other gods do what gods usually do when they're afraid of something and they cut off its nutsack, their nutsack. They cut off their nutsack. So from the blood of this castration, sprang an almond tree because I guess, you know, blood from balls makes almond trees. 
<laughs> now, Sangarius was a river god who had a daughter named Nana. All right. Nana ate one of those fucking almonds. <laughs> Balmonds. 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 <laughs> so she ate an almond and the almond knocked her up. And then she gave birth to this dude named Addis. Well, she didn't want Addis, so she abandoned him and he was found and raised by shepherds. Sound familiar? Probably does. Anyway, Addis grew up into a quite the hunk. Quite the hunk. And Sibylle saw him. And I'll, I'm not sure if Sibylle knew that this was her grandson, but either way, Sibylle saw him and was all hubba hubba. <laughs> yeah. And she fell, in, she fell in love with him. So Addis has no idea that Sibylle was into him. And he eventually fell in love with this gal who was the daughter of the king of Pacinus. And then Sibylle got super pissed because he was in love with this gal. And she got super jealous and, and for revenge, like somehow she drove him mad. So Addis is like all crazy and running through the mountain and he stops at a pine tree where he cuts off his own nutsack and kills himself. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, how do you even do that? You're just like, these nuts have got to go. <laughs> Brian's cracking up over here in the corner. You guys can't hear him. Anyway, from Addis's blood sprang the very first violets. How cute is that? The tree, the tree took care of Addis's spirit. And then Zeus, that fucking asshole, he he came back and stepped in to help Sibylle resurrect Addis's body. So the, this whole festival of uh, Hilaria is based on like Addis being abandoned and then Addis like doing all the stuff and then Addis being resurrected. And then, you know, like maybe you have a day of rest or whatever. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. But they tie that into it being like a, uh, spring and nature and how like end of March beginning of April spring like tricks you into thinking oh it's gonna be really nice and then oh fooled ya now it's winter again yeah. who knows but there you have it April Fool's Day there's probably some more stuff out there you can listen to but that's what I've got for ya <sighs> anyway I hope that everybody is doing just fine out there. I hope that everybody is not losing their minds in quarantine and staying safe and healthy. I sure can't wait to get back to normal life, back to work, back to recording with Ronnie and Engineer Dan. I hope that the next time you hear us on radio, we will all be together again. That being said, we will be back in a moment with some more Ronnie for you. We'll see you soon, witches. Code.
Welcome back. I think that's the first time I've ever welcomed people back. <laughs> Lindsay always does it. Oh, did you want me to? Hey, yeah. <laughs> welcome back, witches. This is Engineer Dan, and I'm here with Ronnie. Yay. Hey, Ron. Hey, Dan. What did you forget to do? Light the ritual candle. And... <laughs> I, I I suck. You don't suck. I I'm just gonna light it now. No, it's very amusing. <laughs> it's real. It is. It is pretty amusing. But I would really like to remember to light it on a more regular basis. Yeah. So, I, and I I had everything laid out here in front of me, all nice. Anyway, I'm gonna light it now. All right, she's gonna light it. I, dear listener, have vowed to both Lindsay and Veronica to never remind them about the candle as I watch them time after time. It's so unfair! Fail to light the candle, including when it's just Ronnie and I in the studio. <laughs> and I put my matches out in front of me and everything. <laughs> you're very, yeah, you're very, very impressively inept at lighting your candle at the top of the show, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's lit now. It is. It looks great. It does. First try. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Learn me about raspberries. Yeah, so raspberry leaf. I'm excited to do this one. Um, it is it is kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, I don't know why I put a country away on that. <laughs> All right, Dolly Parton. What you know, I, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, and, and some of them have twang. So Okay, yeah. all right. So you're going to do a little, occasionally you might drop in and out of twang. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm on board for this. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when I don't talk to actual people other than Engineer Dan for two weeks. <laughs> Are you going to say Herb? <laughs> I'm going to say Herb with an H. I'm going to go Herb. I'm on I'm on Team Kelly. Fuck you both. Fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a mole in the studio. <laughs> I'm sure she's thrilled. <laughs> I got you, Kelly. Herb. <laughs> this highfalutin Canadian over here. <laughs> Um, I don't think that raspberry leaf really qualifies as a herb, but in the generic herb section of uh, the 5C2P podcast, it does. So, um, raspberries are a are a fruit bush. Um, they're really actually a cane. They're more akin to like rose brambles and that sort of thing than an actual like bush. They don't have a single stalk, and they run under the ground um, like other brambles and briars, like brambles, briars, blackberries, raspberries, all of that sort of like thorny thicket stuff. Um, they run. They send trailers and runners under the ground. They pop up wherever they want, and they grow in single cane stalks as opposed to like an actual bush. But they're considered sort of a, a fruit bush type scenario. So if you are like foraging in the wild, they grow they, they do grow wild here in the northeast region of the United States as well as Canada. Pretty much any tepid, temperate climate in uh, in the world they will grow or can grow. There are two different types. Um, the type that I tend to focus more on because that's the type that grows more abundantly here. I have some Latin. Ooh, Latin. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't write it down. Never oh, mind. Good. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was like Rubus ideus, oh. and there's a second kind. So there's a European raspberry and a North American raspberry, but I'm gonna focus more on the European kind because that's the kind that that I grew up with. I appreciate raspberry personally because I am not great at identifying things I can eat and cannot eat in the wild. Fair. And I feel like there are a few things that look like a raspberry, blackberry, or huckleberry other than those things, and they're all edible. 
Yeah, I think that that's, that's important to know. There is a way to identify it if the fruit and the flowers aren't out yet. Um, the leaves grow in clusters of three to seven. They're green on top. They're silver on the bottom. Uh, they are akin to blackberry brambles, but I mean, either one are safe. So, Do you know off the top of your head if there's any mimic that's dangerous? I don't, but I'm not very knowledgeable in that Let's area go yet. ahead and just assume, guys. <laughs> don't just eat things. Yeah, you should never just eat things you find in the wild. In a pinch, <laughs> though, in quarantine, if you need some protein, you can eat a beetle. Blah. <laughs> this isn't, no. It's no. nature's almond. <laughs> gross. <laughs> it's not gross. gross. No, it's, it's, it's gross. Sur that's survival. <laughs> well, uh, so raspberries, <laughs> not gross beetles. <laughs> Um, I want to talk a little bit about the obviously the magical properties and the medicinal properties, but I have a little I have a little raspberry story. So one of the reasons I wanted to do this is blackberries grow in my yard, but I grew up picking both raspberries and blackberries as a kid. They both grew in my parents' yard, and I think they still do. Uh, they grew wild. They were tall and thorny, and I was short. They can grow over to six feet tall. And I am only five foot three, so <laughs> that was a, a bit of a nightmare and a bit of a problem because it was also where the like largest yellow and black spiders lived, and where the bees' nests always were. And I would have to go in every single frickin' morning, and uh, over the summer, over summer break, with a ice cream quart bucket and pick raspberries, and, and we we would pick hundreds of quarts. And you had a very active imagination. Uh, yes. So I feel like you were. I feel like you were like a hobbit going into into, into Mordor. Yeah. I mean, I was always afraid that like a spider was gonna bite me, or a snake was gonna get me, or I was gonna step on a like a, a hidden hornet's nest, or I don't know. Yeah. I just I never enjoyed it. But I raspberry jam is my favorite, and my mom made it very clear that if we wanted jam, we had to pick the berries. So it was hazel rules. Yeah, it was a great life lesson. Yeah, I love that. I and, love that. And I always made jam with her, and I, I still make my own jam to this day. And um, yeah, so I, I'm excited to actually dive into the medicinal magical uses of raspberries. Great. Okay. If Lindsay were here, and I'm going to channel Lindsay in my brain right now, and I would love all the listeners to think about Lindsay. Miss oh, Lindsay. We all miss Lindsay very, very much. Totally. Totally. But if Lindsay were here right now... She'd karate chop her mic stand. She'd be karate chopping her mic stand and spilling her whiskey everywhere, which is what I get. Apparently, that's the half, of, <laughs> the half of Lindsay that Veronica got, or Ronnie. <laughs> Lindsay would immediately ask, as I see a hawk fly by our window. Can you smoke it? You can! Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> Why are you sorry for Lindsay? Because oh, because she's, she's not here yeah, to smoke it? Yeah, she's not here oh. to smoke it with us. But I have lots, and and we'll smoke it together in the future. But I get to be the guinea pig this time. I always make Lindsay smoke it first. So I, Ronnie, am going to have the first puff. Great. Ronnie, while you're doing that, uh -huh. well, you're getting ready to let you, you got a, a pre-roll, so I guess I should have seen this coming, that you can, in fact, smoke it. You're, uh, is this... Is this what is this good for? Is this good for the lungs? Is this good for the soul? Does this cure <laughs> any pandemics? <laughs> I wish. What do we got going on? Uh, I'm let you spit that out before you talk into the microphone. Fair, fair. I got a little. Um, so, actually, smoking raspberry leaf is a great um, tobacco substitute. Mm. It was. Um, it, it's been smoked by a lot of different cultures for a while, uh, but it. 
to my research, it is not... It, it doesn't have any particular effects. It's not like mullein or mugwort or any of our favorites. Um, it is it is a herbal supplement uh, that is a great tobacco replacement because it is nicotine free. So it is it, it's sort of adjacent to I suppose to mullein in that like it could be used as a filler. But we'll see if it has any taste. I have no idea. I would assume that it does. Go ahead and light that up while I while I sure vamp I for. I'm going to vamp for you real quick. I would assume uh, as a tobacco supplement, it's it 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 is that because it tastes good and it's uh, plentiful and it isn't particularly harsh and probably comes out faster or earlier in the season maybe than tobacco would. I don't know much about tobacco farming to be honest with you. I don't either. Um, I'm trying to get this to. Oh, I might have rolled it too tight. Well, yeah, as, tr- as is tradition, you, you <laughs> tend to roll things too tight. I've got a better draw than you, so I'm going to give that a shot in just a second. Ronnie seems to be uh, in- enjoying. Yeah. Do you like tobacco smoking? I do. I don't do it anymore. Um, I, I used to be both a very avid hookah smoker and a cigarette smoker. Yeah. Um, and I try and I, I'll indulge once in a long while, but I, I mostly smoke herbs now. Oh, there you go. Mostly smoking herbs, herbs, Ronnie. Yeah, I would say I'd I'd smoke mugwort on a fairly semi regular basis, I guess. But this is kind of nice. I'm gonna pass it over. It's very mild. Um, it doesn't have a lot of flavor or smell, but it smokes nice. It doesn't indu- because it's not an expectorant. I'm not anticipating it to like induce coughing or anything like that. But it, I find it to be kind of nice. I would put it in a blend. And most um, most herbal smoking blends and herbal cigarettes that I found do include raspberry leaf. Yeah, I was almost considering uh, this is nice. It's very mellow. How 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 old are these leaves? I, I didn't grow these leaves. I have blackberry, and I want to do blackberry separate. So okay, uh, these dried leaves come from Cambridge Naturals, and they are local. That's one of the reasons that we bought them. I don't know from whom. But every once in a while, Cambridge Naturals here in Cambridge, Massachusetts will um, supply with local herb. That's very cool. That's very yeah. cool. I'm almost thinking that you could probably, like, pack a little bit of this in with, your like, maybe your pipe tobacco. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and give you, like, a, you know, it's plentiful. It's, it's, per, it's very mellow. Yep. It doesn't have – it has – that aftertaste is a little less botanical to me and a little more grassy. Yeah, a lot of a the things more, that have been smoking lately have been grassy. Yeah, a little more grassy on the back end, but I could totally see this being something that you could cut into your pipe tobacco to stretch it out because if you've got a whole lot of raspberries, they tend to grow in a network. Yep. And once you've got a a nice a nice spread, um, there's a you get a whole lot of leaves, right? So many, yeah. I mean, you'd only need a couple of canes to have enough dried leaf to smoke on a regular basis. Uh, on the realm of uh, growing raspberry, um, they are perennial, uh, in case you hadn't picked that up, but they are also a biannual perennial. So um, quite often, raspberries will only produce fruit on a particular cane every other year. So if you are thinking about growing raspberries um, in your yard or garden, um, buy a couple of canes. You should never just buy like just one plant of something like that. It won't really... It won't really take off because it also needs to like pollinate and that sort of thing. So buy a couple of them because the canes are going to flower and fruit every other year. Well, that's great. That's great to know. I've really enjoyed this segment with you. At the usual disclaimer, th- we don't condone 
smoking herbs unless you knew know where they came from. Yeah. We're not doctors. We're not professionals. We're not apothecaries. We're a couple of dorks that are trying to do some homegrown research and smoke different things. So um, like always, uh, if you are pregnant or planning on being pregnant or breastfeeding, don't smoke raspberry in particular. I'll explain why in just a moment. Um, but as well, if you oh, are, I want to hear that right now. <laughs> uh, well, it's a whole thing. Oh, just give me a second. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, uh, as like uh, as well, don't smoke raspberry if you are on diuretics. If you are um, taking diarrhea medication, if you're like just if you're on nothing, smoke some raspberry. If you are taking things, maybe don't. Just don't. That's great. Okay. <laughs> so um, does it reason, bind you up? Oh no, it does the opposite. <laughs> so this is a diuretic. Yeah. So you don't want to combine a diuretic with a diuretic, essentially. That's that's you know that's that's been my motto for a long, long time. I have that on a T-shirt, I think, somewhere. I'm gonna pass this back. No, you anymore? can put it put it in the tray. Right. It's fine. Okay, cool. Now that I know that I'm gonna shit my brains out in a minute. Oh uh, no, <laughs> it's not that bad. So um, raspberry leaf on the medicinal side of things um, is an astringent. Uh, it is a vulinary, which I had to look up. I didn't know what vulinary meant. Do you know what voluntary means? Yeah, it's when you uh, when you show up and not get paid for something. No, that's voluntary. Uh, um, <laughs> my Latin's a little off. <laughs> so it's volness is Latin for wound. So vulnerary is a, a herb or plant that can be used in the healing of wounds. In particular, um, if you make a poultice out of raspberry leaf or raspberry bark, the skin of the canes, with slippery elm. Uh, then it's a great poultice to put on burns and that sort of thing. So on the, the pregnancy side of things, yes, this is where I really wanted to chat about raspberry leaf is it is a fantastic and very popular and very old midwife herbal remedy. I didn't know that going into this. For what? For um, labor, specifically. So to induce labor to make, um, to, to so help the contractions. Uh, be really strong and, and push the baby out before you get pregnant. It's also great for teas for PMS because same sort of thing. Um, it's supposed to help with cramps. It, um, it, it helps. It's a relaxant. It helps strengthen the walls of your uterus is oh, what I was God. told. So, yeah. Okay. Um, it All can right. also be used to calm morning sickness because it's an astringent, which helps with dige digestion. Um, so it was one of the main things that midwives would uh, bring with them, no matter like what sort of lady problem you were facing. Raspberry leaf was likely the answer. Okay, that's that's great. That's great news. Yeah, um, it's also you can make it into a tea for diarrhea and dysentery. It's a spring tonic uh, that you can take for. It's supposed to be good for your heart and uh, purifying your blood. So to be clear, mm -hmm. I can make this into a tea. Mm -hmm. To ease my diarrhea, but I could also chew up the leaves and rub it on my butthole to relieve uh, the inflammation. Or no? I, I, that's um, we're not doing that. I don't know. Maybe it's not, it's not a it's not a poultice for a wound. It's a poultice for a wound, but I think it's thinking more like if you get some scratches while you're picking picking them, them <laughs> you can chew it up with some slippery elm and put it on like a, a cut or a burn or that type of thing. Uh, well, that's fascinating. You can gargle it for bad breath. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So that's on the medical side. And I liked that the the like midwife 
herbal medicine side corresponded really nicely with the magical side of things. So the most common magical use for raspberries and raspberry leaf is to make a love potion or a love bath. So you can make a ritual bath, um, any sort of thing that you make into a bath, ointment or a bath, ointment is the right word, but um, sprinkle in your bath. And you sit in the bath a water. Potpourri. Yeah, sort of. Um, you sit in your bath with like with an intention, and you can spoon the water, sort of cup the water over your head. And it was said that if you said the name of your lover while sitting in a raspberry leaf bath and pouring this over your head with the right intentions, that it would keep your man from having wandering eyes and straying far from home. Now, I am forever the skeptic every time you guys do one of these, and this is where you get sure. into the horoscope edition of what a raspberry leaf could provide, in my opinion. That's your opinion. That is. It <laughs> is. And if you believe that, then you're the better for it, and don't listen to me at all. I think it's fun. It's I don't, super I mean, fun. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know about, like, dumping some tea over my head and, you know, keeping my lover from leaving home. I mean, right now, you can't go anywhere anyway. I could walk right out that door right now. <laughs> um, but... That's one of the things that I looked up, um, as well as um, spells to do with pregnancy, like getting pregnant, fertility, um, and then uh, the on the sort of flip side of that, protection. So um, it was a pretty uh, common tradition to hang raspberry canes, especially with the flowers, um, above doorways to protect the home and the hearth. And then uh, if somebody died in your family, to hang them above the doorways and windows after death so that the spirit wouldn't re-enter the home. I love the tradition of hanging things above doorways to signify an event. I do, too. I'm, like... I, That's very old school. I haven't done I done that in a while. I think the last thing I hung with intention like that was a horseshoe. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I always grew up with things hanging in the windows. It was never for, like, protection or anything like that. It was just drying herbs. But, yeah, I've given some serious thought to I think I might start, like, hanging things over the, the at least the back door because it's kind of our door. Sure, sure. I remember uh, doing some reading on alewives. Alewives ran breweries and so on and so forth back in the day, and they would hang a broom above the doorway to signify that they had beer for sale. Yeah, I think Lindsay and I might have mentioned that um, on the episode with Jenny Brigham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you hang a broom above the doorway. That signifies that you are open for business when it comes to the drinking of beer. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's where a lot of these types of traditions, hanging things above your door, uh, stem into hanging wreaths on your door to signify different celebrations and that sort of thing. But that is a story for another time, It Ronnie. totally is. <laughs> and I'm glad we talked a little bit about it. And if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, you can hit us up at 5c2ppod at gmail.com. Is that our email address? Yes, it is. Nailed it. <laughs> okay. So, so that was raspberry leaf. And I'm, I'm going to sort of part raspberries with a final little thought. Um, one of the things that I did read uh, that raspberry was good for, and I think that's it's uh, particularly appropriate today and this week and what we're going through together and collectively is you could hang it above your door to remind you to love and honor your family and your community. So hang a little raspberry if you got some. See you soon, witches. <laughs> oh, wait, Ronnie. Why do you suppose they call it the, like, this... When you, like, blow into somebody, giving them a raspberry? I don't know. All right. Glad we had that talk. <laughs> I don't know. You spring these questions on me. I'm like, I didn't do that research. I just said, why do you suppose? <laughs> I have no idea. Me either. <laughs>
I don't know. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm in isolation for two weeks. <laughs> really? You start bebopping? Yeah. <laughs> start scatting? Yeah. Alrighty. I, I was going somewhere with that and then I lost it. But I'm coming right on back with Pussy of the Week. Yeah. It's Pussy of the Week time. Yeah. I'm excited about this one. I hope I hope you're excited, Engineer Dan. I'm always excited about the Pussy of the Week. I love the plethora of pussies that have been presented. Oh, yeah, and there's so many more. I mean, honestly, it is a little difficult each and every week to select just one. Um, but this particular pussy, it's a special day for them. It's their birthday. Happy birthday to my mom. My mom's April Fool's baby. Your mom. Carolyn Hastings is our Pussy of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz <I> mean, hands. <laughs> woo. Let me tell you, she's she's pretty dope. She's a pretty dope mom. She's pretty great. The first time I ever met your mom, I had been your roommate for about a month, and you invited me to a birthday dinner. And she greeted me with a hug and said, welcome to the family. <laughs> and it was a little overwhelming, but she was awesome. And yeah, she's 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 uh she's she's one of those. It's not the journey; it's the people you meet along the way, kind of people. Yeah. Um, I feel like the reason that she came across your desk because I don't do the nominations or the declarations of the pussies of the week. I'm just engineer Dan. But the reason she came across your desk is because my mom was like when my father was in the army and I was a wee lad, and she put herself through X-ray school. She became a uh, a, a radiation technologist and ended up doing CAT scans and so on. So she's been living that hospital life to this day when it's not exactly an exciting time to live that hospital life. But I asked her recently, actually, why she bothered to, why x-ray school? Why did you want to do that, Mom? And she said to me, very seriously, because I didn't want to be dependent on any man. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah, Mom. Fuck yeah, Carolyn. Yep. <laughs> And it turns out that was useful for her because, uh, yeah, her and my father are no longer together for very good reason. He is not the pussy of the week. <laughs> Even He's the opposite. Uh, and she is thriving and happy in her life, never having been or lived dependent on a man. Yeah. Way to go, Carolyn. Yeah. She's fucking awesome. She drove me once across the border in a whirlwind 15-second U-turn to get my visa. Yeah, we had to go to Canada yeah. and back, and we had to do it wicked quick. <laughs> yep. But she's she's quick with a laugh. She enjoys a good time, and yeah, I I love her to pieces. I think that it was a mixture of of the, hearing that story, the fact that today, uh, or today when you hear this, listeners, uh, April first is her birthday. Yes, it is. She's an April Fool's baby. Yeah, and she's just an all around like. A ray of sunshine when shit is sideways. Let's just get it done and knuckle down kind of person. Mm -hmm. She went to school at a time when she was left-handed and she would get wrapped on a ruler and they forced her to write right-handed. Really? That's and, such bullshit. Right? And to this day, she's now, um, she's now, she still writes with her right hand, mm -hmm. but she does most things with her left hand. Really? Yeah. Huh. Weird, right? They used My dad's to do that like to that. Poor, yeah, they used to do that to poor kids. They were like, left-handed is the devil's hand. Yeah. And yeah, so she got, she went through that, and she she survived a lot in her life. <laughs> yeah. She's a pretty resilient woman, and she, throughout the ups and downs, has always been the responsible, resilient, 
she, you like of the family that she's I mean, she's got uh, two sisters and a brother and she's got cousins and kids and multiple through marriage, multiple new families. But she is the steadfast Carolyn's got it. Yep. She is the rock. She is the organizer. She is the like the good time. She is the shoulder to lean on. She's yep. the like, I'm going to take care of this. And I think we could all use a little more Carolyn in our lives, a little more resilience, a little more perseverance, a little more persistence. Mm -hmm. And my advice to you guys, if you know someone like that, someone that's very competent and has it, and you just know that about them, make sure you reach out to them and let them like, see if they need anything. Because those people also do need, although they put a face out that presents as, I've got this, you guys are going to be okay. They do need a hug, too. Yeah. So totally. think about that person in your life on behalf of Carolyn and reach out and thank them because they don't get thanked enough because you just assume that they know that they are the way they are. And, you know, give, like, give them a hug. Ask them if they need anything. Yeah. Have them for a minute. Yeah, totally. Especially in these trying times. Totally. You have You have them. We can all use a little more, a little more resilience and a little more kindness. But, Carolyn, we love you, and you are our pussy of the week, and we wish you a very happy birthday. we got to throw in Hazel, too, right? Yeah, so... So Ronnie's mom... <laughs> it's my mom's birthday tomorrow. This is great. And she's April 2nd, baby, and that and she cheated. She didn't cheat. She didn't have anything to do with it. So the story goes, my grandmother, uh, Mary Whiteway, she was supposed to have my mom on April 1st and, quote-unquote, held it in until April 2nd. Because she didn't want to have an April Fool's baby. She did that not once, but twice. Because my Aunt Linda is two years younger than my mom and also born on the second. So Like clockwork yeah. in the White Way household. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Stay away from them <laughs> raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Also, a, a shout-out to my mom, Witch Hazel. We'll, we'll give her another p Pussy of the Week on her own day uh, rather than double down on Carolyn's day. But, yeah. I think they're. I don't yeah. think. I think they can share Happy this politely. They're both great. They're amazing people. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny how uh, back to like last week you did zodiacs. Mm -hmm. I find so much similar with your mom and my mom. A hundred percent. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. They are my. So all the nice things that we just said about Carolyn about being like the organizer and the rock in the family and the person that everyone like turns to when shit goes sideways and yeah, that's my mom. Yeah, ha Hazel and she's Carolyn. got it together. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Our, yep. Our, yep. <laughs> our moms are great. <laughs> <laughs> our moms are great. <laughs> so before we uh, wrap things up for today, Panda. Yeah, yes, we all know you're a panda. So I had to get a yell in <laughs> off mic. It started, my skin was itching. <laughs> oh, no, gross. I think we have a balm or a poultice around here for that. Thank goodness. <laughs> I need some sort of herb Yeah, you to do. save me. Yep. So we have a couple of shout-outs. That's where I was going. Oh, we had shout-outs. Shout oh, I'm sorry, I derailed with my panda. No, 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 no. It's, it's cool. Okay, who do we got? Um, so I'm going to pull these up. Ba -ba -ba. Pulling up music. Is this from the Instagram feed? Oh, it's from the Instagram feed. You know it. Nope, nope, nope. At 5C2P pod on Instagram. Ronnie's okay, pulling I up to pick. What do you got? Okay. What do you got? So, we talked last week on episode 21 about pretending to be cats, I think it was last week, and how I pretended to be a rainbow spotted snow leopard. So, 
I, th- I almost feel like we need a Kate corner at this point. Uh, but Kate's awesome. By Kate the way. is Thank so you. fucking awesome. Thank you, Kate. Bone for Witch, Green Witch. Uh, she has sent us a little, a little message, and it went something like this. Um, mid-episode, she hadn't finished the episode yet, but the story at the start about pretending to be a rainbow snow leopard brought up some memories for her. As a wee Kate, she used to play pretend, imagining that she was a tiger who would change colors depending on the weather and what she was doing. So if she was swimming, she'd be a blue tiger. If it was snowing out, she'd be a white tiger. She never caught any unicorns. But she loved to swim and pretend to hunt sharks. She never caught any of those either. Nice. Thanks, Kate. (laughs) I appreciate the unicorn honesty in the community. (laughs) So much unicorn (laughs) honesty. It's great. That's great. Um, And then our second shout out is to Banero. Banero, I don't know how you feel about H's and herbs, but I do know that you have two super cute kitties. And if you want to check out Jax the pig-nosed boy and Pan the bitch-faced girl, you can take a look at our Instagram. She dropped us a couple of photos and we shared um, they're super cute kitties. I want to snuggle them both. I can't pick between the two. I like them both very much. <laughs> super cute cats. They're super cute. Um, so that's our episode for today. We'll be back next week. If we have to do this again, we'll do this again. But we'll keep dropping episodes as long as we are all happy and healthy. And we wish that uh, the same to you. That you listeners are all happy, healthy, Take a few minutes for yourself this week. Do a little witchy ritual of your own, even if it's, you know, just sitting quietly by yourself for a moment and thinking about the things that you are thankful for and happy for honoring your family and your community. Yeah, recommend a few podcasts to some friends, including this one, 5C2P Pod. If you guys are listening, we'd love for you to be like, hey, you should check out a couple episodes of the show. Totally. That'd be great. Until next week, no pervs, no Nazis. Totally. That was good. That was good. What? That's it. I'm not I'm not vamping anymore. That was my catchphrase. No, that's Lindsay's catchphrase. Oh, you Lindsay says it. that? Yeah. I always tune out at the end. <laughs> I kid. <laughs> I kid. You're an idiot. <laughs> I am an idiot. <laughs>